Welcome to episode 136 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. We're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one eating all of the seasonal food, like the Tanabata Days food, at the parks. You can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at Explorer Nelge, and that's Explorer N-I-L-G-H-E. And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. Hey guys, I'm Trish, I take photos at the park, and you can find me asking for extra wish cards and riding in a dark corner of Disneyland and Disney Sea. Castle show, castle show, castle show on the cards. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really, not really, but maybe. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter under Dream Sweets Love and Petting Hedgehogs. <laughs> what? Okay. That's, okay so I, 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 I need to ask you about this later. <laughs> I need that. This is, okay. We've had multiple friends from overseas that just happened to be visiting this month, and I've been doing all kinds of crazy touristy things like petting hedgehogs and feeding otters. And um, be careful because otters bite, as, as, um, as one person found out today. Not me, because I'm careful with animals. But yeah, uh, don't, don't <laughs> surprise animals because they're, they're alive. And yeah, don't if do you that. startle That's... them, they'll bite you. Uh, That's so. very true. <laughs> but we got way more exciting things to be talking about today. Oh my goodness. Yes, we do. We have lots to talk about this episode, but we do have a few things to go through first before we do that. Okay. okay. First off, I want to remind everyone about our Patreon. Uh, you can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we do have a list of perks that you will get depending on the level that you pledge. And it does help keep the show running. So we really do appreciate it. Again, that's patreon.com slash TDR now. Just to highlight one of our perks, the $25 level. And we're very proud to announce that we have a listener, Jess. She pledged the $25. And what does that get? A special five-minute private episode just for them. So, Jess, thank you so much. I know you're listening, and we are going to record that special five-minute episode for you. When I told Trish about this, she was over the moon. This this is like a dream that has come true for me. I've been waiting (laughs) for somebody to do this. I'm so excited, Jess. We are going to record your episode tonight, so be waiting for it. As soon as we're done this one, we're going to record that for you, and we're going to get that to you as soon as we can. So keep an eye out for it. It's coming. Again, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at TD... Or wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Which URL am I saying? At patreon.com slash TDR now. I say way too many URLs during this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So what are we talking about today? So we have some news. Mm-hmm. Um, some little news before we get to the big news. And then we have some in the park stuff or petting hedgehogs stuff. Um, <laughs> and our main topic today is, wow, we are finally getting our expansion at Tokyo Disney Sea. We have a lot to talk about this episode. I feel like we could be here for hours big talking news. about it. Yeah. Big news. Finally, it took forever 
But now we know for sure what is coming for the most part. Let's just jump into the news here. And like, reading this news, it all seems so small now compared to <laughs> compared to what's happening. Um, we Well, we do have some good news. Shanghai Disneyland just celebrated its second anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Happy it feels, birthday! Happy birthday, Shanghai! And it feels like... if. Honestly, it just feels like like yesterday that the park opened. Like we were, I was there for the grand opening, and then you were there not that long after the I, summer. I'm kind of like shocked. I'm like, has it already been two years? Yeah, it was yeah. last summer. Yeah, like it was. It's crazy, and the park has changed so much mm-hmm. in those two years, which is kind of it's really cool to see because not a lot of us get the opportunity to visit a park when it first opens like within its first year and then just kind of continuously visit to see how it changes over time and just how fast it's changing oh for sure and with with this park i mean it's interesting because it's not just the park itself that's like fascinating it's so fascinating to see the different things that they've implemented to make it um smoother um like the the applications uh for the cell phone and different things to kind of like um like uh, to identify like whose ticket is whose with like uh, f- like the face imagery and everything. So like seeing the technology and like the techniques that they've used for the like the actual theme park, like how they run it, I think is so fascinating. I agree 125% on that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, we're going to do a kind of a revised guide in our next episode. So make sure you... You keep an eye out for our next episode after this one because we're going to talk all about all about Shanghai because a lot has changed since our f- initial podcast that we did about Shanghai Disneyland. So we got a lot to talk about there as well. Speaking of technology, um, Tokyo Disney Resort is finally getting with the times. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we finally have our official app, our official wait time app, and it's only in Japanese right now, which is the downside. Um, I hope they release it in English or multiple languages soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, OLC, so I feel like uh, maybe not. <laughs> um, but if you do want to download it, you do have to have a Japanese iTunes account or a Japanese uh, Google Play account. So it's on both iOS and Android right now. Again, it's only in Japanese and everything, but there there's wait times in it. Um, there's maps. They're really nice maps, actually. And you can do hotel reservations and restaurant reservations all through the app. So it's nice to see. It would just be great that it would be in English. I'm thinking they'll do it. It'd be kind of silly not to at this point. Um, Because it looks like the app was actually like, it looks like OLC did not make this app. It was definitely Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I'm very hopeful with that. Um, that's going to come out in English very soon. But if you want to download it now, you can you can do so. It's in, it's in the App Store, only in the Japanese App Store though. Um, some more, I guess, serious news. Uh, the Osaka Kansai area had a pretty big earthquake the other day, mm-hmm. and it was a six point one on the on the Shinto scale, I believe it's called. Um, and that's pretty and, strong. Yes, that's a strong quake. Um, 
to put it in perspective a little bit, I, um, the one in that happened back in 2011 in the uh, Fukushima area, that was in like an eight, mm-hmm. nine, like that, that, that's pretty big. Like, so a 6.1 is pretty big too. Um, and it did affect the city and like Osaka, Kyoto, all those places, like the train stopped, um, everything kind of came to a standstill for a while. Thankfully, there wasn't too much damage. Like, there was damage. There was ruptured water pipes, and I believe a building burnt down. And there's a couple, um, uh, like, just, like, fires and, like, things like that. And, uh, unfortunately, there a couple people did die, unfortunately. But, and there was multiple people injured. But for the most part, it's not as bad as it could have been, Right. I guess. Uh, one of the so, fears with that area is because... There are so many cities on like on the coast. It's so, such a developed coast. Um, one of the big fears is, heaven forbid, we should get a quake that sets off um, a tsunami. A tsunami. Yeah. Um, knock on wood, this time um, it seems like everything's in the clear. Um, so you know, it's it's always a, a waiting game in Japan. It's it's uh, you never know what's going to happen. Um, it's good to be prepared. It's good to have a, a plan. Um, uh, for wherever you live in the country, just in case. Um, I know, like, leading up to the quake this week, um, I had already had multiple talks with my son. Um, I said, look, uh, these days I'm going to be out of the house, like, in the city working. Um, but we, we had some small tremors. I'm like, we don't know what's going on, but there's been some more seismic activity. You know the plan. You know what to do if an earthquake hits. You know to go up to our floor if you're in the building um, you know what to do if you're at school and listen to your teacher and just kind of we reviewed all our plans and we kind of double checked everything because there was um, a plate shift uh, in the past week. So so we ne- you never know what area is going to be impacted or what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, that's just life here, right? Yeah, it's just that's just the way it is here in Japan. Um, it's just one of those things. Um I I did have a, a few people ask if they should cancel their trip. No. Coming here and yeah, like don't cancel your trip. Earthquakes, you can't predict them. There's no such thing as a, like an earthquake season. I know I've had people ask that before. Earthquakes just kind of happen whenever they happen. And do a little bit of reading um, just so you know what to do during an earthquake if it does happen. Uh, the biggest thing is to don't panic. Mm-hmm. That that's the worst thing you can do, and that that's kind of goes for any like emergency situation. Like, don't panic. That's just going to make things worse. Right. Um, and uh, for the most part, a lot of things are going to be in Japanese, unfortunately, especially if there's like emergency broadcasts. But don't be afraid to ask someone to add, to tell to tell you what's going on if there's something really serious happening. Don't be shy. There might be a little bit of a language barrier or something like that well, NHK broadcasts in english in multiple yeah, so languages if, yeah so if you if you're by tv then yeah switch it to nhk and they'll have an english one um so make sure you do that but also kind of like depending on where you are watch what the locals do mm-hmm. um because like we are prepared for earthquakes here so we know what we need to do in case one does one does happen right and if it um, makes you feel better, um, we had a friend whose job was disaster management and planning, and um, we asked him, look, what's the worst case 
scenario for this area, for the Tokyo Bay area. And he said, actually, because of the shape of the bay, um, like the absolute worst case scenario, which would be like a very tiny, tiny, tiny minuscule chance of happening would be if we did get some kind of tsunami, it would probably go up to the second floor of a building. Worst case scenario. So almost impo like impossible chance of happening just because the shape of the bay, the way it is actually protects this area fairly well. Um, so if you, if heaven forbid we have an enormous quake, you if you get to a third floor uh, like of a building, you should be fine. If you're on the bay, like if you're like, I guess Disney, like around the Disney sea or something like that you know because i i was worried about them like you know disney sees next to the water like what happens in that case it's like actually because the the seawall we have is very high and then it's built um higher than the seawall so it's actually very safe so mm -hmm. um the parks are going to be fine and um after the last quake which was fairly large uh the parks had very little damage compared to um the other parts of the city uh the liquefaction actually did not affect the resort itself so the resort, if you're staying at the resort, it's very, very, very well built. And um, the bay is actually a pretty good natural uh, protection that we have, the shape of that bay. Mm -hmm. So you really don't, don't, don't um, cancel your trip. It's, it's uh, actually, f for the areas of Japan, this is one of the better prepared areas and the safer area just because of the landscape as well. Yeah, and also to... Um buildings have very strict codes um, there's a lot of strict codes in japan for building buildings um, so they have to withstand earthquakes so like even if you're in a tall building the likelihood of it tumbling is very very slim they're built with earthquakes in mind so um if you're going to be anywhere during an earthquake it's going to be japan because japan's very prepared for this kind of stuff so I can understand there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of like maybe anxiety with it. The best is don't worry about it. Just prepare yourself ahead of time. Educate yourself, you know, do some reading and that'll make you feel much better. And honestly, the likelihood of it happening when you're here is pretty slim anyway. And if there is one, it's likely it's going to be a small one and you might not even feel it, to be honest. You probably won't feel it because no. there's always seismic activity here. Like the fact yeah. that we did feel it so much like in the past week kind of had everybody on edge and um you know and and people people are pretty prepared so watch what other people are doing heaven forbid uh there should be a larger quake and and uh, follow their actions and you should be okay yeah so going back to osaka really quick um there was an image i was floating around uh on twitter where people took pictures at Universal Studios Japan uh, because the earthquake did hit at, I think it was about 7.52 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So people are already lined up at U USJ ready to go into the park. I mm -hmm. believe the park was scheduled to open at 9 a.m. that morning. And um, one of the ticket booth windows completely shattered in the earthquake. And one of the good things, like, seeing that is to show that if... Like a lot of windows are designed to shatter like windshields. They're not going to break into big shards, which are very dangerous, right? Right. Um, so like these windows are designed to shatter into small little pieces that are not going to hopefully not hurt you, right? So that kind of goes to show the, the type of thought that goes into building structures in this country when it comes to earthquakes. 
Um, and then university is obviously they delayed their opening because they have to do safety checks and all these things. Uh, the park did open eventually around 1045 in the morning and they slowly opened up attractions as the day went on. Um, and then I believe the, the very next day, the park was operating, but not at full operation. There was a lot of, like a lot of the major attractions were still closed. Um, so yeah, like when earthquakes do happen, things do get affected, especially if like if it's a bigger one, especially transportation. That's probably the biggest thing that gets completely sidetracked, I guess. <sighs> All right, so enough about that. We don't want to we don't want to bring it down too much. Um, um, on a lighter you, note, uh, yeah, you have something here about whales. Yeah, um, it may. This actually might be related to the earthquake, maybe because of the plate shift. Um, you could see whales. In the Tokyo Bay this week. That is not common at all. No, and you could, I think you could probably see it from the resort because um, the picture that's online looks like it was, it looks like it was taken from the ca- the new cast building that they built uh, next to MyStays. Oh. So it, you probably could have seen them if you were on the ship at the resort. Uh, I wonder if anybody has any pictures. If you do send them our way. Um, yeah. And because in one of the pictures, you can see our apartment in the background. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were very close. Like, usually, like, they'll sometimes find their way into Tokyo Bay, but you never see them this close. It's insane. Wow, that's actually, that's inter- the very interesting. And you're probably right. It has something to do with the seismic activity that's been happening. Mm-hmm. It's probably a guess. A good guess. <laughs> um, so, in the parks i really haven't done anything in the parks to be quite honest it's been too rainy it has been rainy so i don't particularly care to go anywhere when it's raining i try to stay indoors if i can i'm trying to think when the last time i went to the parks i think i went to the parks this week saturday yeah i did i went to the parks chris (laughs) (laughs) um my son wanted to go to the parks and i thought it was going to be raining and and he's like i don't even care he's in a mood okay remember i said before he didn't want to go to the parks anymore now he's like in the mood where he wants to go to the parks i don't know what's going on he's he's like shifted back again and he's like no mommy i want to go i want to go to the parks so we went to both parks and we did our tenabata wishes which are the star festival wishes um he wished for good grades at school and um and i think for health for the family and uh we he didn't want to see the greeting for some reason which is well, it's weird been the same for ever <laughs> i guess because it was a little chi- it's been really chilly this week it's yeah usually it's not this cold like mm-hmm. it's been what 19 degrees 18 19 degrees in the evening which is cold yeah. for this time of year it's freezing. And so because of that, also, he didn't want any shaved ice. I'm like, but don't you want shaved ice? And he's like, no, mommy, it's cold. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, and we re- we rode a couple of rides, like we rode Pirates and whatever. And then at Disney Sea, there is this guy who had um, all his little Duffy friends dressed for um, Tanabata. And it was freaking ridiculous. And he was taking pictures around the park. And that was super cute. And um, I found out. We asked a cast member, and I found out about that white handle on the monorail. 
Oh, what is it? Okay, so it doesn't have any like special meaning, but if you sit under it, it's supposed to be lucky because there's one on each car and they're each in a different area of the car. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's weird. What does that have to do with the 35th anniversary? I don't know. It's just bringing you happiness oh by sitting under the random sparkle arm okay. hand holder. <laughs> Fair enough. Gonna have to tell people about that one. Never would have known. Yeah, because I was like, this has been bothering me forever. I'm like, let's ask the cast member. And they finally told us. Fair enough. Yeah, I haven't really been doing much in the park. Um, mainly just stuff around the city, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, I am off to Kyoto and Osaka later this week. So oh that's my gosh. good. Yeah, it's good that this week is better than last week well funny funny enough um we delayed our trip just because of schedule conflicts and stuff but we were actually supposed to be at usj the day the earthquake hit no yeah so we kind of lucked out on that one Mm -hmm. i think so um so yeah uh we're heading there this week yeah well i guess um i can probably announce this now because by the time this episode comes out it's going to be on the blog anyway but uh we're going to do research for our next ebook. Yay! Okay, it's about time because there is almost no information on uh, USJ, so it's so needed. Yeah, so we're doing the next ebook is going to be about Universal Studios Japan, so that's why we're going to the Kansai area to do some more research and also to ride the rides, of course. And I need to see, I need to ride the new version, the updated version of the Harry Potter ride because mm-hmm. they got rid of the glasses. I need to see the new Waterworld show, the renewed version of it. Oh my gosh. And, 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 and of course, the parade, the nighttime parade. I haven't watched any videos. I've been really good about it and I want to watch it without any spoilers so i'm excited that's probably what i'm most excited for is the nighttime parade oh i've been watching videos it looks so good chris you're gonna have so much fun i'm excited and apparently there's express pass for the parade like you get like a special seating area or something nice strange but eh, it is what it is uh yeah so we're doing that and hopefully we're, we're we're aiming for fall 2018 like fall of this year for the book. So we're working on it. Going to be working on it all summer. All summer. It's going to be a lot of work. I think I, I think this one will go a little bit quicker because we're kind of following the same template as the TDR one. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's like the first book, a lot of it was I've never done it before. So there's a lot of research I had to do and a lot of revisions I had to make with the book. Mm-hmm. Like, rearranging it and everything like how like how what chapters do we have how much detail do i go into for this and just like all this stuff so this one is going to go a lot quicker like we we've already started working on the maps and stuff on it and i've done four or five chapters already um stuff that i don't necessarily need to go to the park for and yeah so really exciting it's going to be coming in this fall Hopefully, <laughs> if things go go according to plan. So you know that could make a really good Christmas gift. <gasps> That's true. Or Hanukkah gift, or whatever holiday you celebrate in the winter time. Yeah. New Year's. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, the plan is to update the TDR one. 
Very to start cool. working on that one because already that that one has a little some dated information just because TDR is always changing. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's almost impossible to keep a book 100% updated just because of that. But there's still there's there's still tons of fantastic information in the book itself. Like I designed that book to be very useful in terms of like the tips and the advice. Like that stuff doesn't really change. It's just like, oh, this certain show is on. Okay, well, now it's gone. Or, you know, like little details like that mm-hmm. change. But like the overall tips, advice, how to book stuff and all that, that doesn't really change. That's all very useful. And So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, speaking of Tokyo Disney Resort, we need to talk about this expansion. Okay, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of information that was released uh, this past week. Where should we start? Oh, my goodness. Well, should we should we talk about what it was supposed to be like three years ago? I mean, there's three years ago and then there's even longer than that. And should we should we first talk about before we even get into the actual expansion? Um, the the what, what is it called? The lease or the the licensing or. Oh, yeah. The Disney licensing for OLC. Right. Because that's pretty big news. That's a that's a. A pretty big. Um, they they made it longer again because they have to renew yeah, so, it. So, so the current license that OLC has of the the Disney properties, I guess, is what it is. Just to like run the parks and you know use the characters, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Uh, the current license was supposed to go until twenty forty six, which is you know still quite a fair ways away um but they've extended they're going to be extending it to 2076 um i don't think most of us will be here yeah i might not be around anymore (laughs) yeah 2076 that's a long time i mean knock on wood we might be around chris there's new medical technology you never know. We might be an animatronic in the sh- in the park. There you go. Our consciousness can be put into the park through AI or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's like that's really good news. So that means OLC is going to be running this these parks for a very long time, very very long time. So it's gonna it's gonna yeah be under that. So this is a. 2.5 billion yen expansion project, the largest in history or something like that at the resort here mm. or like anywhere. Uh, it's like, what that was that equivalent to like 1.8 billion US or something like that? Well, I'm not good at conversions. <sighs> it's a lot of money. And, and remember, for... the expansion includes a hotel. Yeah, so the this expansion is a new area in Disney Sea. That includes Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan. And then on top of that, we're getting another hotel inside Disney Sea. So Disney Sea is going to have two hotels when everything's said and done. That's kind of crazy to think about two hotels. And not just any hotel. It's supposed to be like a super luxurious. And Miracles is already pretty luxurious, but this is supposed to be like a, a what is it, a six star hotel? Yeah, it's supposed to be a step up. From Miracosta, and anyone that's been in Miracosta knows that Miracosta is lush. That is a lush hotel. So I can't even imagine what this one is going to be like, and how much it's going to cost. Well, it must be amenities, right? Because the Miracosta, the the actual construction of it is is beautiful, right? 
but um, it, it does lack some amenities that other um, higher star hotels have. So, well, I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, the hotel. This hotel looks uh, obviously. We we just have concept art at this point. Um, everything is set to open in 2022, so we're we're still a long ways off from that. Um, but this kind of puts to rest, at least for now, uh, the rumor of the third park, because it was supposed to go where this expansion is going. So there's no way they're going to fit a third park at all now. Like, there's no way it's going to go anywhere near these two parks now. There was never going to be a third park, no. you guys. There was always that speculation. But yeah. now this, like, completely puts it to bed, puts mm-hmm. it to rest. It's not happening. Um, no Disney Sky. <laughs> no Disney Sky. As cool as that would have been, it, it was it was too high, too too pie, too much pie in the sky. Too. What is the phrase I'm looking for? Pie in the sky. Whatever. <laughs> it was. It was too out there. I guess for it to actually really happen. Um. Oh my goodness. Where should we start? Well, how about we just start with the hotel? Let's start with the hotel. Um, yeah. So, um, we have all this on, on the website. There's a map and everything, kind of showing, kind of the rough layout of everything. And by rough layout, I mean there's a red circle saying this is where it's going <laughs> that, that, that's all we know so far so we don't really know the exact layout of everything how it's all going to work but um when you get a chance go pull it up on our website i'll put a link in the show notes for you and everything um you get to see an aerial view of disneyland and disney sea and this expansion is going right between the two parks essentially in the parking lot and to kind of give you an idea it's going to be between Fantasyland, like the new Fantasyland expansion, that part, and then kind of the Arabian Coast, Lost River Delta. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it's going to be put in. So that's that's a sizable area. Like, I kind of thought, okay, it's this is a stretch for a, a park, like a full park to go here. But for a land, I'm like... This is a lot of space for a land, like like an, a, a new port. It is. Well, I guess we're having a hotel there, right? A hotel and a hotel in the the, the three the three lands or like the three lands in in the area in the port, I should say. The theming of the hotel is supposed to be Disney fantasy. It looks like kind of like Mermaid Lagoon, like a Gaudi inspired design. Yeah, which I'm not complaining about. Which looks beautiful. It does. It looks really beautiful. Yeah, it has like a lot of curves, but also like a lot of tall, clean lines that kind of draw your eye upwards. Mm-hmm. Like very nature so like, inspired. Yeah, like very, very fantasy esque, right? Like you know, like castles and stuff. That type of architecture for fantasy is very, very tall, very grand. And this is kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. So that looks really nice. Um, and we don't know where the hotel is actually going, per se. So there's a lot of speculation of, like, what's going to happen with the monorail? Where's the entrance going to be to the hotel? Is there going to be an entrance into Disneyland, perhaps, from yeah, this hotel? It's it's possible. I mean, they that haven't announced possible. anything, but you don't, no. you never know. Because I'm thinking if this, like, if they're selling this as a lush like a, like a lush a very luxurious hotel one big selling point would be you have access to both parks mm-hmm. 
like that would that would kind of blow my mind to be quite honest like to be in a hotel and i can go to either park right from my hotel like that is ridiculous to even think about to even like kind of fathom because that doesn't exist anywhere to my knowledge no where you, where you have access to two theme parks from one single hotel the only thing that's close and it's not hotel related is um universal studios orlando connecting to uh, the islands of adventure via the harry potter ah uh, yeah that's true that's right. the that's like closest thing but it's n- it's not a hotel no that's just a, a bridge between the two parks yeah mm-hmm. so like this hotel could be that bridge could i'm thinking be. and so like one of the criticisms that a lot of people are giving this is it feels very mismatched in terms of theming for Disney Sea. If this whole thing was just in Disneyland, I don't think anyone would bat an eye. But eyelash, bat an eyelash. <laughs> but the fact that it's in Disney Sea feels like they're putting a fantasy land in Disney Sea, which is kind of with what odd. it is. I mean, it's not too Odd because two two of the lands two of the lands in the land two of the areas in the land do have a connection to the sea right like Peter yeah. Pan and uh, Frozen is a port city right Arendelle's a port city not Frozen Arendelle um, Rapunzel a little little more iffy but it I can see the loose connection but it's clear that this is the direction that the park has been moving in for a few years now which i agree with a lot of people's is a bit unfortunate um not which isn't saying that it's not going to be a a beautiful addition because i'm sure it is but i have i have faith that though it's going to be gorgeous yeah the the theming of disney sea when it opened was so clear and well thought out and like it, the it it was uh, it's it was perfection pretty not, i mean as perfect as a theme park could get right, right. and and that it's mm-hmm. moving away from that is a little sad but that's not to say it's it's a terrible thing i mean i mean for some people it is but I'm sure it'll it'll still be gorgeous. It'll still be fun, you know. And, and I'm sure a lot of people will welcome it because Disney Sea, let's face it, is a park that's not the most kid friendly park, right? For so this will add an area that's more for people of all ages, um, where there's a lot of it's a park with a lot of thrill rides or a lot of rides that are very scary to a lot of younger people um, and a lot of older people can't ride some of the thrill rides as well so it'll be kind of like an all uh all ages area which is is nice which is what the park needs right um yeah it's definitely adding like one like one of the big complaints about just disney sea as a whole has been for a very long time is the lack of attractions yes compared to disneyland so this kind of like this is bringing more like we're getting four attractions. It addresses it in a big way, which it, it's something the park really, really needed. I agree 100 percent. So I guess. And like, you know, I speak my mind. Am I, yes. I going to complain? I will complain. <laughs> um. <laughs> so it's it, it's kind of like 
like I guess we can't have the best of everything or like we can't have the best of both worlds it's compromise blah 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 you know we can go into detail for that forever but um one thing that the you know, I'm sure other people have noticed this as well is I kind of like you know this is just me trying to justify why they did this is if the park actually like if you can actually enter Disneyland through this new hotel and then obviously it goes into Disney Sea like that's kind of like bleeding like kind of going from one world to another in terms of like the fantasy kind of bleeds into Disney Sea a little bit and then it then obviously you know it disperses into you know what we already have at Disney Sea so if that's kind of the thinking behind it that's kind of cool that they're like the parks are kind of like like it's like two worlds melding together through this one gate, but it kind of overflows a little bit into Disney Sea. Sure, but but it's an if we don't know. Yeah, I have, that's just me kind of thinking that way. I have no idea. And before we um, go any further, I just want to mm-hmm. give a shout out to at just Ellen, I guess, uh, for uh, coining the name Fanta Sea Land because that's <laughs> what I'm calling it from now on. Fanta Sea Land. Fanta Sea Land. Which is amazing. So thank you. At just Ellen, I guess. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a good name. I like that. Um, what do you think about, so for this new area, right? What do you think of it being so, the properties being so specific? Because the the area itself is, I, I want to call it Disney Springs because I, I have the idea of the shopping area from Disney World in my mind. I know that's not the name of the land. I think it's, what is it called? Fantasy Springs or something like that? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Fantasyland. So Fantasyland has three mini lands within Fantasyland, which are uh, property focused versus being like an idea or a port focus. It's like uh, things are springing out of uh, the ground. <laughs> Magic, right? So what do you think yeah. about that? Like that it's these very specific properties that are quite different from each other. Yeah, it feels, um, I don't know, like when we originally, when it was originally announced there was an expansion coming, like this was back in 2015. So that was like three years ago already. Like we, it was going to be glacier theme. It was going to be Scandinavian theme. So we knew, like they said, it was going to be frozen. I was okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because... That just fits. Like, naturally, that just fits. And at the time, Frozen was massive. Still is um, in Japan here. Like, Frozen is a very beloved franchise, I guess. Franchise? Is that what you would call it? Um, And, of course, it's beloved everywhere. But, like, in Japan, like, it really took off here. Um, So, having Frozen in this is, you know, I'm kind of content with that. The other ones are a stretch. It just feels... Hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Cause I like, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. So it's hard for me to judge exactly. It just feels like these little, yeah, just like fantasy land and Disneyland, I guess. Like you have all these little properties just kind of really close to each other is what it feels is what it is. I'd say. I, I, I think, um, the, the Peter Pan one, you, we, when we were like speculating, in another episode, we were met, we. I think one of the speculations that we had was that there should be like um like a pirates land like at Shanghai, and this is kind of like a way of bringing something like that, but like a cute version 
to Disney Sea, which I'm not angry about. And it also yeah, like, kind of reminds me of um, remember when they used to do Spring Carnival the last um, the last year the fairies primavera when we had the yeah. fairies greeting it reminds me a bit of that which I wouldn't mind seeing so I don't I I kind of like even more than the Frozen Land I'm kind of really excited about the the Neverland Peter area Pan. yeah yeah I guess I guess it's it, it's Neverland it's not Peter Pan it's Neverland it's Neverland and I kind so. of actually would have preferred it to be Neverland versus the Springs you know what I mean I feel like I wish they would have gone with a little bit of a stronger theme, you know? Hmm. Like, if, if it was just... Like, let's just say if they got rid of Tangled altogether and mm-hmm. just had, like, the Frozen and Neverland together, I would feel that work better than Tangled, because Tangled's just kind of... I don't know why it's there, to be quite honest. Um, there was a boat scene, but I don't remember I it guess. being a coastal city, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, if someone knows, can but, you can you message us? Can yeah. you mail us about that? Um, but obviously, Tangled is very big in Japan too, so I can understand why they want to wedge that in there. And I feel like like Tangled would go like really fit the kind of fortress area a little bit. Like if they were going to have an event, or if they were going to have an event in Mediterranean Harbor, I wouldn't mind it. Even though it's not, I know it's not Italy, but I I feel like it could fit. Like the design could fit. Yeah, that, it's it definitely would, I think. But um, I don't know if it's a port. Is it a port? I don't know. This is the first port that's not a port. Yeah, it's just it's just a port. We don't really know the name of it yet. Fantasy. They, they haven't really said. So um, let's go into detail about these ports about what we know so far. Okay. Or, and this sorry, is really lands. exciting. Okay. The the lands inside the port. That's really <laughs> confusing to talk to explain. Um, let's start areas. with Arendelle. Okay. Yeah, the areas in the port. So let's start with the frozen area, which is called Arendelle. Um, oh, another thing. Remember, I think we, obviously you and I talked about this ugh, probably a year ago mm-hmm. or whatever, when we found out about the frozen area coming to Hong Kong. Yeah. We thought, oh, they're going to lock out that. Like, that's why they stopped the frozen expansion at Disney Sea, you know, blah, blah, blah. And. Looks like that might not be the case. Uh-uh, I disagree. I think that's exactly the case. I think OLC wanted exclusivity and Hong Kong was getting it, so they weren't getting exclusivity anymore. So they said Arendelle as a port by itself is not good enough. We want something that's unique to the resort, which is something that they always want. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that played a big role in what ended up happening here. Hmm. Personally, well, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's just my idea. No, I was thinking more in terms of like, um, like legal terms, like, like they're like completely locked out; they can't do it at all, kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just speculating at that point, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Arendelle. Um, it looks cute. It looks like a cute area. It's fine. It's set after. It's set after the event of the fir- of the film, the first film. Um, and it's going to be one attraction. It's going to be a boat attraction, and we don't know if it's going to be similar to the one in Epcot. Like obviously, the one in Epcot was retrofitted, um, but we don't know what this boat ride is going to entail. Could be completely different. They I said doubt it. they said it's going to be unique, but I bet you anything we're going to see elements 
from the Epcot attraction. Likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done the Epcot attraction yet, so I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't know yet. <laughs> I've never done it. Um, and then there's also going to be a restaurant inside the castle. Which is also really needed. And I'm so happy that we're getting a restaurant in a castle at TDR finally. Yeah, like a, an, well, I'm guessing it's counter service. You think so? I don't know. It doesn't say. So hard. I don't know. Because the castle doesn't look like it's going to be huge. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? It, we could definitely use another table service restaurant mm-hmm. in that park for sure. Especially that far back. Yes. Uh, so that's Arendelle. And next we have the Tangled area, which is like the forest area. Um, it's going to be one attraction, which is going to be gondolas. Um, but based on the concept art, there's a waterfall. So there's your water element. I, guess. <laughs> I love boat rides. So I'm excited about all the boat rides that are going to be involved with this land. And then there's going to be a restaurant there that's inspired by the, the hideout of the, the thugs in the movie. And the first thing that jumps to mind is the Tangled Tree Tavern that's at Shanghai Disneyland already. Yes, I think so too. So, eh, whatever. That's um, fine. That it's one, cute. It, yeah, it's a good restaurant at Shanghai Disneyland. So if they brought that over here, I'd be fine with it. Whatever. Um, likely this would be counter service. I don't... Yeah. I can't imagine it being table service. 100% agree. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping, like going back to the Frozen one, I'm kind of hoping that's table service. I didn't think of that. Uh, who knows? I mean, we just need more restaurants in total. Yeah. In Disney Sea for sure. Mm-hmm. And then this is probably the more the most exciting land is Neverland, the Peter Pan area. I really, I'm really excited about this. I, it's interesting because I see a lot of people online don't like it or aren't that excited, which I'm really surprised by. Like I kind of get like a Arabian Coast vibe from it, just because of like all like all the water, like mm-hmm. just like looking at the concept art. Because you know, in Arabian Coast, there's that little shore area right in front of. Oh, um, okay. The the carpets and Sinbad, that kind of area. That's the kind of the vibe I'm getting here a little bit. Okay. Um, that's kind of where I'm getting that from. Um, but the good thing about this area, there's two attractions. Yes. Two. Two. Bring two. Woo! That's a lot of attractions. So the one does sound like it's... It could be like a Pirates-type ride. like Or sorry, when I say Pirates, I mean Pirates of the Caribbean from Shanghai Disneyland. Yes. As you already mentioned. So it sounds like, obviously, we have no idea. We don't know yet. But it sounds like that's what it could be. It, the like description. That, that, type of, type of, um, that type of technology. Yeah, the description sounds very much like it, which I am so psyched about. Yeah, because anyone that's done Pirates of the Caribbean at Shanghai Disneyland knows that is one of the best attractions, one of the best Disney attractions ever. It's wonderful. It's so if they brought, like if they were to just like copy that entire attraction, but just overlay it with Peter Pan, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, not that I want to give anyone ideas, but um, that concept though will work so well, especially with the flying, like, pixie dust and flying and everything um you're supposed to be like it says you're gonna fly over the jungles of neverland because tinkerbell sprinkles you with pixie dust and battle with captain hook and all this kind of stuff so it sounds like it's gonna be 
an epic ride, mm-hmm. which is really strange for a Peter Pan attraction because we all know Peter Pan attractions have been, you know, the the dark ride when you're flying in the little ship. Mm-hmm. So this is like a completely different concept for that. Um, and then the other one, it just says guests are immersed in the world of Pixie Hollow, whatever that means. <laughs> it reminds me of the greeting they used to have. I mean, it. Um, I don't know. It could be just like a meet and greet area, maybe. I don't know. I wonder. It or, sounds really fun, like a play area. It sounds like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it could be. a. That would make sense for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for children, of course. Like you can explore. I mean, even for adults, because Mermaid Lagoon, the play area in Mermaid Lagoon, um, you see a lot of adults in there. It's really fun. So I think uh, it, it's quite possible that if it is, even if it is a play area, I think it could be kind of like an all ages kind of thing where you kind of like explore and, and have fun in the Pixie Hollow. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely imagine um, them doing meet and greets there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, is Tinkerbell popular here in Japan? I don't really know. Never thought about it. The, when they did the fairies greeting with all the fairies, it was immensely popular. Okay, so more likely they'll have some sort of greeting then. It'd be kind of silly not to. Because I, I, like, Tinkerbell doesn't have a greeting at Disney Sea. Not anymore, yeah. So that could be like a permanent place for her, I And guess. she doesn't have a greeting at Disneyland either. No. No, you're right. She's only in the parades. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then, of course, here we're getting one restaurant inspired by the Lost Boys. That sounds fun. That sounds really cute. And the first thing that I think of is the the banquet scene from Hook, mm-hmm. the movie, you know, where they're like imagining the food <laughs> and then like it's all just like colorful mush. That's what I'm kind of like picturing <laughs> when I when I think of that. I'll take the mush, so that... please. <laughs> <laughs> so like overall, like individually, these lands. They sound really areas, amazing. Individually. They do. Is it a good fit for Disney Sea? Mm, it's hard to I say. Guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good fit together, <laughs> but it'll be fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like I can see they had they want to do the tangled thing, but obviously they're just putting in, you know, the Beauty and the Beast area at Disneyland, which is opening in 2020. Right. So to add another land so soon may take away from that. So I can kind of understand why they would maybe shy away from adding it there. Not that I know that's the reason. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. The The Tangle one is very strange. The other two make sense. Tangle doesn't. It's kind of iffy. I, I don't know why they didn't go with Moana. Yeah, that would have been... But isn't Moana really popular here? I don't think it is. Japanese people freaking love Polynesia. But I don't think the movie Moana did very well here. Like, definitely not as well as Tangled or Frozen, that's for sure. Maybe. So I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they're going to do something with Moana in the other, Adventureland. The other, well, they have the other area still that they could work with. The area yeah, that's, that's kind of, like, behind... Um, what is it? Like, hmm. uh, the Indiana Jones and Storm Yeah, Rider. there's still room to expand there. Right, so... Who knows? 
And then this begs the question, what's going to happen to the Peter Pan ride at Disneyland? They're going to keep it. You guys, people are like, are they going to get rid of it? I'm like, no. No, if they get rid of it, I will riot. <sighs> Nothing sacred anymore, so who knows? No, don't even say it, Chris. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They can't get rid of it. Well, what if Beloved. they replace it with a with like what if they replace it with the Moana one? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, oh, and then of course we have uh, Soren, which is supposed to be coming sometime in twenty nineteen. That's good. It'll pull people away from Soren. Yeah. It'll pull so there's people be away, a... and also the 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 having four attractions is going to divide up the crowds, which is good. Which is good. That's going to take a lot of pressure off a of Toy Story mm-hmm. and Soren, because by by then Soren would, would should have been open three years by that point. Oh, so wow. this is going to it's going to take a lot of a lot of pressure. Like the pain points for crowds in the park should help disperse that. And we needed um, a, a way to get people to the back of the park for a while now. So oh my this goodness, will do it. Like, just thinking of that now, they must be allowing guests to enter Disneyland from the hotel because that would definitely help with crowds for sure in the mornings. Maybe. And then, yeah, if you have like crowds from the back and the front, instead of all, like, instead of bottlenecking and all of the entrance, you got, you get some of the people to come in from the back of the park. I don't know. It's a tactic, I guess. Who knows? Um, oh, we we forgot to mention some of the details of the hotel. Okay. Um, so there's going to be 475 deluxe type and luxury type guest rooms. So this is definitely no value hotel whatsoever. Uh, I, I am wondering <laughs> what the price of these rooms are going to be. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm because, skeptical um, on this. The I'm economy worried. in Japan is not that good right now. <laughs> And, well, I guess this is making up for the Celebration Hotel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it making up for the Celebration Hotel? Like, <laughs> Well, the Celebration Hotel was just kind of like a slap-on job, and there you go. I hope they make it really easy for those foreign guests visiting from countries like China to book those rooms, because I think those are going to be some of the few people that can afford it, because it sounds like it's going to be very expensive. It's going to yeah, it's gonna be expensive. Um, And then, of course, there's going to be a gift shop in there. And it's said to have two restaurants and a lounge. So Mm -hmm. even more places to eat. That sounds about right. I want what other amenities is it going to have, though? (sighs) It's hard to say. A pool? No. Well, the other hotels have a pool. So what's going to differentiate it? It's going to be open all year. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Miracosta one is open all year. Well, just the indoor, it's indoor one. yeah. Oh, the Indian. That's right. There's two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what what they're gonna offer for that. Probably, like honestly, probably the selling point would be you get to go into either park from the hotel. Mm, that's probably gonna I be their you, big I selling think you're point. You're onto something. That's that sounds like to me that would justify the luxury price. Mm. And like, or if they had, if the rooms, so it says there's a mixture of park facing rooms and non park facing rooms. What does park facing mean? Does it mean Disney Sea or Disneyland? Maybe 
both. Maybe both. <laughs> maybe maybe the hotel's situated in such a way that you could your room can either face Disneyland or Disney Sea. Yeah. And then non park facing rooms you just face the parking lot. <laughs> or what's left of it. <laughs> you face the uh, monorail. Monorail view. Yeah, you can you can watch the Sheraton <laughs> from there. <laughs> That's what you can see. So like there's a there's a lot that could do with this hotel. I'm very excited to see what they do with the hotel. The hotel, um, it's it like because they are really pushing that luxury angle, and I really want to see what sets it apart from the other hotels. So I'm very very excited about that. It it's so, it's very exciting news, and it's stuff we did not see coming. Like we... I don't think anybody saw the hodgepodge coming. No, like we knew there was something coming, but we didn't know what exactly because mm-hmm. we had the whole rumor of the third park. And then there was, you know, they said nothing about the frozen port for years. So we had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't even know what was going on either. But no, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's nice t- to finally see something that is more concrete. Yeah. As to what's coming. It's exciting. So. Yeah, it is. It's very unique, I guess. Um, and as we said, it's all going to be opening in 2022. Well, fiscal 2022. So that could even mean as late as 2023. Because mm-hmm. the fiscal year, the fiscal year starts in April. Yeah. And goes until March 31st. Oh, my goodness. I think <laughs> we talked a lot about this. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it more and more, more as, it, <laughs> as, as we get comes. more information and as it comes closer, um, and as people come up with more theories. Um, and I think I want to hear what the listeners uh, think, because I'm sure there's uh, everyone has their own theories as well. Um, what your opinions are of the kind of semi-port that it is. Um because I've read a few opinions online already, and, and they're very interesting. Some people are excited. Some people are upset. Some people are like, meh. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, always, it's always the, kind of fun to discuss. I'm optimistic. I think it sounds really fun. The, the areas, the, the separate parts sound good. Um, and I'm sure they'll, the way that they'll incorporate the design, the design will work. I don't like the muddying of the ports, but I'm, I guess it's, I mean, after Sea Rider, it doesn't matter anymore. So that, cause, <laughs> cause that doesn't even, like the paint job isn't even matching the entire port that it's clashing. So I'm like, mm, whatever. So at least this is going to be made to fit into the park, which is fine. To recap really quick, cause I know people are going to ask about this, the current expansion, the current construction of the park right now. So 2019 is Soren. 2020 is going to be the Beauty and the Beast attraction, along with the expansion, the parts of Tomorrowland as well, which includes the Baymax attraction or Big Hero 6, whatever you want to call it. And there's also a new theater also in the new the Fantasyland expansion. And then, of course, everything we just talked about here is supposed to be fiscal 2022. So there's a lot happening at both our parks for the next four years <laughs> possibly five so a lot a lot to look forward to all right so before we go we have to say thank you to a bunch of explorers who are supporting us on patreon so big thank you to acros disney girl 
Alex, Angela, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Bryson, Carl, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Darren, Dave, David, Disney, It Girl, and Holly. Thank you to JP and Jane and Jess. Thank you to Kathy and Lee, Leanne, Marie, Sarah, Sophie, Thomas, Timothy, Tracy, Murray, and I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. You guys are amazing. That's our show. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your uh, podcasts from. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, you can send them to us. Contact at atdrexplorer.com. And make sure you tell everybody about us because we're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you can find everything that we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're also on social media everywhere. We're at we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, all those places under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor of TDR Explorer. And I am the one fantasizing of all the food that at I get to eat eventually once this new port opens at Disney Sea. And joining as always is the beautiful Patricia. Hey guys, thank you again for listening to another episode. And I'm Trish, and you can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram. And I am hoping for these rainy days to end so I can play at the parks again. Um, you guys keep exploring, and I'll talk to you soon.